podcast, a dedicated podcast for skin health, women wellness, and empowerment. Join us on our bi-weekly conversation where we guide you on your journey to skin health, radiant health, and unshakable self-empowerment. The mission of the Sunday Service Podcast is to celebrate the strength of women while nurturing their mind, body, and spirit. Our September 2023 impactful book recommendation is The Sustainable Beauty, Bridging the Gap to Personalized Skin Care by Marquita Robinson Garcia. This impactful book explores the fusion of eco-friendly practices and skincare, while revealing the positive impact of mindful consumption. To learn more about skin health and organic skincare products, visit our website at shopluminatural.com. For more information on reproductive medicine and women's health, visit Dr. Lorena White's practice at www.lorenawhite.com. Your support and feedback is what keeps us inspired to continue to share meaningful conversations. Let's evoke awareness, empower lives, and build a community. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today. Today's episode is all about self-care, but truly what self-care truly encompasses as a whole. So today we have a very special guest with us. Um, It's Dr. Ellis, um, and she's here today to tell us a little bit about herself and what self-care truly encompasses. So uh, Dr. Ellis, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what sparked your interest in the mental health field. Okay. This is me, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I I am a mental health counselor, so self-care, wellness, all of those things is something that I do talk to people about on the daily basis, but also my my own wellness or my own personal uh, wellness has been kind of taking a hit um, recently. So I have really been intentional about it. Um, writing a dissertation, working full time. It's like, oh, can I do this? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Yes, you can. You will. You will. I you will. can. Yeah. Every time yeah. you ask yourself that question, answer your, yes. answer yes. yourself. <laughs> so really being intentional about my personal self-care and personal wellness. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, the things that I tell people now, I have to really do it for myself. Yeah. So can you share with us your insights on why self-care is important and more Mm -hmm. important than ever in today's fast-paced world, particularly in relation to mental health? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, self-care has to do with taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you don't take care of yourself, then what's the point of all the things that we are doing, all the work that we are doing, the hustling that we are doing, if you're not taking care of ourselves Mm -hmm. to even enjoy, um, the fruits of our labor, for lack of a better way to put it, that if you're not taking care of ourselves, it's going to impact every area of our lives. So mm-hmm. our work, our relationships, whatever other roles you have in life, it's going to seep into it uh, before you know it. So taking care of yourself, is it's really, really important. And you have to put um, yourself first. Like, okay, I am the priority. Let me take care of myself. Um mm-hmm. And if I show up for myself, then in a way, it's also showing up for other people. I can be my best self for other people as well. Yeah, true. Yes, yes, yes. So 
since we are already speaking about self-care. So mm-hmm. self-care often includes the mind and, and the body. Mm-hmm. So how do those two intertwine with one another? Mm-hmm. And what are some holistic approaches that you recommend? Holistic okay. uh, uh, approaches to self-care that you recommend? Yeah. So we cannot really separate the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. And now we even add the spirit, right? Mind, body, spirit, all of those things. We cannot really separate it. It's it's one. Um, our mind is part of our body, um, our biology, our our hormones, all of those things impact us. And um, really taking a holistic approach, it will be sometimes taking a walk, um, mm-hmm. being in the sun. Um, I know that during the wintertime, in the fall time, people really struggle with their mental yeah. health because they are not getting enough sun. So sometimes if you're feeling like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit down today, mm-hmm. um, we call it like behavior activation by just taking a walk um, in the sun. Um, another holistic way, um, watching funny videos, we may not think of that as holistic, but just seeing somebody's facial expression, laughing, we can mm-hmm. mirror that. And before you find yourself, you yourself, you're laughing and you're like, oh, why am I even laughing? But you're seeing another person laugh and that, that could evoke that for you. Holistic approach, also the food that we eat. We have to be intentional about the food that we eat. Are you are you drinking a lot of coffee that could have impact on your mood, alcohol, um, other substances? So really being intentional about it sometimes um even taking a bath so mm-hmm. having a routine that i'm going to take a bath in the morning i'm going to take a bath in the evening um can help you you know <laughs> your mood would improve is things mm-hmm. that we don't think about but they really help us and having a routine i think having a routine is very very important when you have a set routine that in the morning this is what i do in the evening this is what i do I know um, you are dealing with skincare and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That also helps us, you know, taking yeah. care of your skin. Just the process of you touching yourself because some of us live alone. And so it's mm-hmm. not often that we even get a hug from another person or somebody would mm-hmm. shake our hand. Some of us work from home and all of those mm-hmm. things. So sometimes you have to give that to yourself. Just, you know, being intentional, looking in the mirror, applying um, your skincare routine, touching yourself, feeling your hand. All of those things can help uh, with your self-care and improve your overall well-being. And I love what you mentioned because I think a lot of times we think about self-care as a, a thing that we have to do or a place mm-hmm. we have to go mm-hmm. and it has to have a dollar amount. Not one of the <laughs> things that you mentioned costs money. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. one of them. You mentioned yeah. taking a bath. I mean, it costs the money that you are already paying for, you know, the water. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have to leave your home. You don't have to have any special equipment to take a walk. You don't need anything to give yourself a hug. Mm-hmm. Whether you have TV or not, you have a phone so you can watch mm-hmm. those funny videos. Yeah, There's not one thing that you mentioned in terms of taking care of yourself that actually costs a penny more than mm-hmm. what you already are, the expenditures that you already have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd love, I'd love that you brought it to that instead of self-care, it's taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. really brought it home in terms of the simple things, the simplicity of the matter. Yeah. And that it doesn't have to be out of your reach, but it has to be prioritized mm-hmm. in terms of the things that you already have within your reach. Mm-hmm. So we often hear yeah. the term burnout in discussions mm-hmm. about yeah. modern life. 
Um, <laughs> trust me, I, I'm on the brink some, some days and I'm trying to work on yeah. that. So how yeah. can the act of self-care um, as a buffer um, mm-hmm. against burnout, how can we use that? And are there any warning signs about for individuals that should be mindful of when we're looking at uh, for burnout? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms, um, in terms of burnout, I think sometimes we think of burnout, we say, oh, it's only work that could cause burnout, but every aspect of our lives can cause us burnout. So if you're a parent, if you're a caregiver, caring for aging parents, um, if you're a friend, relationships can cause you burnout, like every mm-hmm. area of your life. So just being aware of it um, and some of the signs, everybody is different, but for some right. people, it could be headaches. It could mm-hmm. be backache. You know, your shoulder feeling intense. Um, I went to my dentist once and they were like, are you stressed? And I'm like, you're a dentist. What do you care about if I'm stressed? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Just, yeah, just clean my teeth and let me, let me go. It's Get like, about my oh, business, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like your jaw, you know, Mm -hmm. it seems like you're grinding your teeth. I'm like, oh, and you're like, you you seem, you seem really stressed. And I'm looking at them like, oh, okay, you're a Mm -hmm. dentist, but okay. So now you're telling me the sign. So sometimes, you know, feeling that intense intensity in your jaw and lack of motivation or the things that used to make you happy, no longer make you happy or no longer Mm -hmm. fulfill you. Um, and for a role such as being a parent, you cannot take a break, but you could feel that burnout, but you have another human being that depends on you, that you have to be on the go 24 hours by just feeling irritable, you know, mm-hmm. um, the smallest thing will make you irritable and you just yell at people or you're just angry at people. And sometimes you could just even ask yourself, why um, is this going on or all of that? And those could be some of those um, signs of burnout that, okay, let me take a break or, okay, let me um, do something about it. Oftentimes we wait until things get to that point uh, and I am included. Um, I feel like I, like you were talking about on the brink, uh, I am uh, every day I'm like, okay, I need to get through what I'm doing for the next six months. And then after that, I can really crash and then fall apart. But now I cannot fall apart. But I could feel it in me that Mm -hmm. I'm getting to that point. And a lot of us wait until that point because sometimes we feel like to be able to take care of yourself again to what you're saying, we have to have a dollar amount assigned Mm -hmm. to it or have to, it has to be a big vacation. I have to be on some island. Right. (laughs) While those things are good, let's, let's just not, let's not, let's not ignore those things. Yeah. But that is not the only definition. Yeah. It's it's the only definition, right? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, acknowledging those signs and if you work in a place that, you get personal time off, just, you know, scheduling that time, like, okay, every month I'm going to take one day off or mm-hmm. every quarter I'm going to take a day off. If you feel like you cannot take a full vacation, but just taking that day off, right. um, your sleep that I'm going to make sure I'm getting enough hours of sleep. Um, some people could function well on six hours of sleep. Some people could function well on eight hours of sleep. So the thing here is that what may work for me may not work for you. So you know right. yourself better. So you know that, okay, maybe I need six hours of sleep. So let me um, let me sleep. So looking at your sleep, looking at your nutrition, looking at the relationships around you, asking for help. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and, and letting people help you. I know for some of us, you struggle with that, but really asking people for help and accepting um, that help. And um, I struggle with asking for help. And it's something that my therapist and I, we are working on it. Um, you know, I, I went through something, you know, tragic uh, recently. And my therapist was like, okay, this is the time you let people show up for you. And I'm like, but yeah. how do I do that? Mm. Everybody's so stressed. I don't want to burden them. And they're like, let people show up for you. You'll right. be surprised how, at how people will show. And that, that is true. The moment mm. I reach out to people, everybody's like, okay, what can I do? I'm doing this for you. This is how I can do. And I'm like, why was I even worried about people showing up for me and all of those right. things? So really asking people for help and being specific about it. That mm -hmm. If you need somebody, um, again, using the example of the parents, if you need somebody mm -hmm. to take care of your child for an hour, being specific about it, mm -hmm. can you take care of this child for me for two hours so mm -hmm. that I could go take a walk or I could have a moment to myself? So being specific about what you need and asking people for help, some of those things could help with that burnout. And as hard as it is, some of us, we have to think about this hustle culture that we are really part of mm -hmm. and think about it, like, what is it for? And are we right. doing too much? Uh, or why are we even doing what we are doing and what it is for? So that we can cut down on, on some of it, because a lot of us, we are doing it. Um, maybe we see other people do it. So we're like, okay, let me also do it. Um, you may see somebody open a business and you're like, okay, let me also open a business where you may not have the time and the capacity to open a business. So really being um, intentional about it. Um, and the last thing I will say, sometimes you have to log off social media. I know that's hard. Because yes. um, <laughs> how would you know what your friend is having for breakfast? You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> what score they got in Farmville? Yeah. <laughs> the outfit of the day. How yes. you know? Right. These are pressing issues yes. that, that definitely affect the course of my life. <laughs> Sometimes, even if you feel like you cannot do it, even if it's for a day, yeah. just noticing the amount of time that you spend on it and saying, okay, I'm going to cut it down by 30 minutes. I'm going to try a day off. Just being off social media can also help you take care of yourself. It can also help you focus on, on, on your life as well. Often I tell people, you know, there is life outside of social media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we used to have lives before social media happened. And then right. now it has happened. And that's all what we are thinking about. But really talking to people about, okay. You need to take a break and all right. of that as well. So that's also important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You touched on all bases. Um, Dr. Alice, I really like that you emphasized on the importance of asking for help in times of need, you know, because in current society, I know that we live in a time where, um, you know, at times it can be difficult to ask for help mm -hmm. because we all want to appear strong and we all, yeah. all want to take on the world on our by ourselves, but it's very important to ask for help because asking for help is a sign of strength in itself. Mm -hmm. So I do yeah. like that you touch bases on that. Yeah. So as far as self-care, you know, at times it can be misunderstood as an as a selfish act when mm -hmm. it's not at all a selfish act. It's an yeah. act of giving back. So in certain cultures, it is um, 
looked at as an act of being selfish and being pro- being productive is more important within those mm-hmm. cultures. How can we shift that perspective and put an, an importance on self-care without having that guilt associated with it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real, you know, and um, as you talk about certain cultures, also people with certain identities as well. Um, if um, you're a woman or raised or socialized as a woman, oftentimes there is that guilt that comes in that you take care of everybody and you are the last person. So oftentimes what I tell people is trying to find the balance between what is called mm-hmm. self-care and community care as well. So caring for yourself and also caring for the people in the in your community and those things go hand in hand that as people, we are social beings and I think we hear this a lot. We are independent and as well interdependent as well as we talked about asking people for help. So mm-hmm. in framing as that, that if somebody asks me for help, I want to give them my best self. And also I want to give a help in a way that I'm not going to be resentful, in a way that I'm not um, going to be bitter about the help that I'm giving that person. So if somebody is asking me for help, I don't have to do it out of that guilt. And oftentimes when we when we do things out of that guilt, often we don't do it very well. Um, oftentimes we forget about it and all of those things. And so it's not really about being selfish, but it's also about being accountable to other people when you think about it in terms of community care that we are people we need one another um i'm gonna ask you for help someday you're gonna ask me for help all of those things and i want to be my best self and also if you ask me for help and um i cannot give you that help and i say oh no i cannot help you the hope is that you're not going to be angry with me or your relationship with me isn't going to be dependent on only the help that I can provide for you, that our relationship is going to be more than that. That When I tell you, oh, I cannot do this, you know that um, I mean it um, and I still care about you as a person. And also some of us, we take it to work where we say yes to everything. Um, Oftentimes people would joke that um, the reward for hard work is more work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And find a busy person and they'll get the job done. I know. That person already has 60 million things on their plate. Ask them to do one more thing and they'll find a way. They will find a way. They'll Mm -hmm. find a way. And people people will come to you because they know that this person will find a way to Mm -hmm. do it. And so they will squeeze at that out of you instead of learning to say no and in the beginning is it's not gonna feel good in the beginning you're gonna feel like oh i'm letting people down i'm letting my team down and all of those things but at the same time it frees you up to do your job and right. it, it also lets people know that okay this is not somebody that i could just go to and then she would um they would mm-hmm. do whatever it is so just right. being intentional about it and also not thinking about it like okay this is a one size fit all like work situations are gonna be different from mm-hmm. let's say family situations, from friends right. situation that mm-hmm. each part is not going to look the same. Um that when I go to work I'm gonna give it my all, but at the same time my hard work shouldn't be rewarded with more work mm-hmm. in a way right. that I yeah. shouldn't kill myself um for 
for this for this job, which is something that I love about the younger generation. Maybe they take it to the extreme, but they they will tell you you're not gonna this job <laughs> this job is not, not gonna worth kill it. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and that that right there, it's not even worth it. Yeah, not, not they, this. Yeah. They would, they would just tell you, and and before you know, it, they've just left your job for you to do, mm-hmm. and and it's it's great about them. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think people, older generation, we get upset about at them, like, okay, why aren't you working? And they're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they're not working because they see what <laughs> has done to our generation. I know <laughs> they're bearing witness to the aftermath. And yeah. they don't want to live like that. No, <laughs> no. And I'm like, take a picture, take a page out of their book. They, their boundaries yeah. are clear. This, yeah. mm-mm. Mm-mm. What they, time is just, it? Yeah, it's five o'clock. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. They'll just tell yeah. you, like, you didn't hire me to do this. To do this, yeah. And it's boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah. clear boundaries. Yeah, that some of us don't have. We don't in this name of being everything to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the answer is you never have and you never will be everything to mm-hmm. everyone. You, so what are yeah. you striving for, for real? Yeah, yes. yeah. That that is so true. So we can we can learn a lot um, about about a lot about work from them. Even quiet quitting, where they just show up. All of them will do the bare minimum. They don't even we we care so much about work that it's like, <laughs> yeah. what is it for? You know. Yeah. And a lot of us we are burned out. Um, we are having um, not only mental health issues but also physical health issues as well um so many things that we are dealing with because of taking on too much saying Mm. yes to everything that i think part of it is some of us need to say no um and to be comfortable with feeling guilty at best that we are gonna if if you're doing something that is unfamiliar or you haven't done before it's not gonna feel good the first time you do it you Mm. have to get used to it so train yourself to get used to it at some point yeah yeah stretching that and practicing that and saying no yeah. muscle requires yeah. your jaw requires <laughs> pursing your lips preparing your mouth to say no yeah. and letting yeah. no be a complete sentence it's sentence. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah not even yeah. having to qualify everything because it doesn't deserve no. a response a further no. qualification yeah. my no is my no mm-hmm. and that's yeah. a clear boundary yes yeah. 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 Earlier on, you talked about establishing routines, but sometimes Mm -hmm. incorporating healthy habits into our daily routines can Mm -hmm. be tough because it does Mm -hmm. require work and time. Mm -hmm. So what are some Mm -hmm. practical strategies for making self-care practices a consistent part of our lives, even Mm -hmm. during our busy times when we're already stretched? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's say if um, some of the routines that I talk about, such as maybe having lunch, feels like okay it's gonna take too much time out of me you could take one day out of the week to prepare your meals um for the week um batch them up so that you would have something to eat all of that um i one thing that i do to help me keep consistent is if it's not on my calendar it's not happening Mm. so everything is on my calendar and also where I'm supposed to be. Before I used to be like, oh, I'll remember it. But now I'm like, I won't remember it. So just put it in my calendar. Tell yeah. me where I'm supposed to be and I will show up. And it's the same thing with my with my morning routine that okay, I need to 
um, go to bed at this time in order to get this amount of sleep. And I think something that maybe I haven't mentioned that all these things that we are talking about, it seems great as we are talking about it, right? But putting it in practice, it requires discipline. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're going to have to do things that you are like, I don't want to do, right? Right. Being being kind of the adult of your life and saying (laughs) that, in order for me to get, let's say, six hours of sleep, I need to go to bed by 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so at by seven, I should be preparing for bed. Right. I should turn the phone off. I should turn the TV off. You have to be that person to give yourself that discipline because nobody's going to come in. Uh, we are no longer kids where your parents are going to be like, I'm going to turn off the TV, go to bed, and I'm going to wake you up at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be that. So I think discipline, to answer your question, discipline is really, really important. and. And those routines also knowing that those routines are not for the times when you you want to do it or when you're happy about doing it. They are for the times when you don't want to do it. They are for the times when you're going through a tough time. They are for the times when you're going through a depression. That's when those routines are going to help you. And that's when you need them. So if you have a routine and it doesn't have to be, an hour in the morning getting ready. It could be mm-hmm. 20 minutes getting mm-hmm. in the, into the shower. Whether you do a meditation, some people do morning devotional, some people will just go for a walk, some people it's drinking water. You know that this is there that I'm going to do, especially if you're somebody who struggles with depression, so that mm-hmm. when that time comes, you already have it inbuilt. So you right. wake up, you do it when you don't even feel like you're like, okay, this is my routine. Let me do it. So mm. discipline is really, really, really important in, yeah. in self-care yeah, and routines. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ellis. I, I definitely agree with you. Um, in order to practice self-care, the full scope of self-care is when it comes to the mind, body, and spirit, and physical, um, discipline is a key factor. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I find myself <laughs> struggling with it at times, and, and it's okay. It's a process. I know. Yes. I know. I know. It's well, thank practice. you so much for yeah. touching bases on that. So um, let's talk about mental health and uh, self-care. So what are some effective uh, self-care strategies specifically that target nourishing the mind and mm-hmm. our emotional being? Mm-hmm. So I would say um, kind of the regular ones that people share about journaling, um, People do it differently, but just the act of writing, mm. you know, your thoughts out, unfiltered. Um, sometimes people will be like, oh, I have to go buy a journal. And I'm, I'm like, you don't have to do all of that. Go to the 99 cent store. Go to the Dollar Tree. Get a journal. Mm. Um, just write something up. There's no need to worry about grammar. Nobody cares about grammar when you're writing your thoughts out. So mm. doing that... Um, Another thing also that when we talk about emotions, and again, we are talking about the mind-body, we also have to talk about there is um, a biological aspect to our emotions as well. So the neurotransmitters in our brain, the dopamine, the um, serotonin, the endorphins, the all of those um, happy hormones or good hormones that we want a lot of, we always have to think about behaviors that activate or that help us to get a lot of those hormones. You know, 
people use other means to get it. And we know like in terms of addiction studies and all of that, how that ends up for people. So, you know, finding healthy or holistic ways to get it. Mm -hmm. I've talked about going for a walk, making sure you're getting enough sun, um, movement. So movement can be, you know, you just even sitting in your chair for a long time. Sometimes you just have to get up and stretch, you know, stretch a little bit, stretch, stretch your body, move your body. Some people do yoga. Some people do Pilates. Um, some people do, um, dancing, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a smartphone, YouTube, oh, there is so many things on YouTube that you could just do. There are videos that teaches you how to dance, or there is just music that you can dance to. There are videos on yoga. There are videos on Pilates. There are videos on cardio, all of those things that help activate or give you some of those endorphins and all of these things that um, you need. Um, I would say um, there are some foods, um, like if you're feeling really down and all of that, soup really helps to um, kind of soothe you, all of those things, calling a loved one. Uh, if you have a pet, that's the time to spend time with your pet. Um, if you if you struggle with depression, um, try taking care of something. It could be a plant. If you feel mm-hmm. like pets are too much responsibility for you, it could be a plant, even though you have to water them like every week. But, you know, if it's that time of the week, you're going to have to get up and give them water and all of those things where you feel like, okay, I don't feel like getting up this morning, but now this plant is lying on me. I don't want it to die, all of those things. If you can take the responsibility of a pet, that's also okay. Especially a pet such as a dog, you have to walk them so they will get you out of the house or walking them maybe twice a day or something, calling a friend, talking to a friend, um, seeking therapy um that that's Mm -hmm. also really helpful all of those things um can help in terms of uh mental health um as well yeah thank you and you alluded to some of these things in terms of physical health in terms Mm -hmm. of movement Mm -hmm. not necessarily exercise i think some Mm -hmm. people are allergic to the word exercise they have this envision of you doing somebody's intense boot camp or some type of really hard bar class and it's like oh that is a form of exercise but there's Mm -hmm. swimming there's biking there's hiking there's walking there's stretching so many things that don't really require that level of intensity Mm -hmm. and sometimes those extra strenuous exercises aren't even good for the individual mm-hmm. because they're affecting their hormone levels, which yeah. leads to yet another issue. Mm-hmm. So how can we as individuals strike a balance between pushing our physical boundaries mm-hmm. while also simultaneously listening to our bodies and what mm-hmm. they need mm-hmm. in terms of rest and recovery? Yeah. So I would say, what's the goal for you? Um, So when I talk about the reason why I don't focus on too much exercise is sometimes when we focus on exercise, we are talking about a number on the scale. We are talking about Mm -hmm. looking a certain way versus really how you feel or how you feel in your body, right? So, and depending on your accessibility, sometimes it's just getting up in a chair and just stretching a little bit or moving around in your chair, if that's what mm-hmm. you can do. And sometimes you, you could start like, let's say five minutes, maybe when you're starting, you have mm-hmm. capacity for five minutes. And then if you've done five minutes for like a month, then you could push yourself a little bit like, okay, 
let me add five minutes to it. So mm -hmm. to help you not to push yourself to this big uh, a point where you're too exhausted, you, you build up the muscle to that. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes in, in, in people who exercise, somebody may, may have never lifted weights before. And they'll be like, I'm going to the gym and lift a hundred pound weight. And I'm like, how are you going to do that? You've mm -hmm. never lifted weights before. Somebody would say, oh, I'm going to run for 30 minutes. And I'm like, have you run before? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you done this before? Yes. <laughs> her face, y'all. She is like, <laughs> are you sure you know what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Do you so, know what that entails? Yeah. Or you have that have been sedentary for yes. years? Maybe we need to, you know, literally crawl before yeah. you walk and uh, walk before you run. Exactly. <laughs> so building it up to that, because yes. again, in the age of social media, mm -hmm. we see people do things and we are like, mm -hmm. I have to do this. Or my right. body could do this when your body may not be able to do this. So right. is it, if you want to run, you start with walking for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then you build yourself up to that. And also right. you check in with your body. Okay, does this hurt? Does this feel uncomfortable? Or can I challenge myself more for mm -hmm. that? And usually when I tell people, what I tell people is also before you start some of those things, just checking in with um with your primary care physician or your doctor. Again, mm -hmm. when we talk about the mind and the body, Sometimes there are things that are also going on that's impacting our mental, our mental health. So our thyroid uh, yes. <clears throat> could be uh, impacting it. Um, diabetes, there is a relationship between diabetes and depression. So kind of your insulin levels, you know, going for like a physical um, health to rule out some of these things like, okay, let me make sure things are okay. Uh, physical health wise, also let me make sure that whatever that I'm trying to do, I can also do it. Because again, all of these things overlap and depend on each other. So there is no difference between physical health and there is no difference between mental health that sometimes you have to really, you know, do some blood work. You know, recently I was talking to my doctor and was like, oh, before we do anything, let's do some blood work. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just feeling down. I know I'm writing a dissertation. And you're like, uh, let's just make sure everything is okay your hormone levels, you know, your cholesterol level, everything is okay here. And sometimes we forget how those things are related. So also checking out all of those things and, and building yourself up to those things. So just moving um, your way, yourself in a way um, that feels comfortable with you. Sometimes that movement is even cooking, you know, um, just being in the kitchen, moving around a little bit, walking here a little bit, all of those things could help. Um, and so focusing on the goal. The goal here is not to get to a certain weight um, mm -hmm. or a certain body size, uh, but the goal is overall well-being and trying to activate some of those hormones and some of those neurotransmitters that mm -hmm. uh, make us feel good or impact our mental health. Thank you so much, Dr. Alice. Um, so as we know, uh, self-care, it, it includes their spiritual well-being as well. And that has a different meaning for all of us. So mm -hmm. how can someone explore um, their own self-care practices, regardless of their personal belief? So 
you would that that would mean that your your personal belief or if you have a religion or all of those things is the avenue that you use mm. right and i always encourage people especially when it comes to let's say um i'm very intentional about this organized religion mm. whatever your religion is or whoever you worship make sure there is no middle man in your religion or in mm-hmm. your spirituality that there is a middle person that i have to get to before i get to god or before i get to allah i have to go through there is a middle mm-hmm. man who will read the holy text and explain it to me make it a personal relationship mm-hmm make it personal for you that I don't need a middleman to go to God. I could just go straight away because sometimes when we have those middlemen that could create problems. So you really interrogating what that spirituality means for you. Mm. And it means different things for different people. And when you look at the research on um, spirituality, it talks about the dimensions of spirituality the part of life that we don't know about and the part of life that we don't understand that has even been proven by science that there is some aspect of life that is a mystery to all of us. And some, mm-hmm. for some people, spirituality is how they find some of those answers. So really, um, and then looking at those practices, for some people, it's being in nature. That's yeah. how they connect with their spiritual self. Um, for some people, it's it's giving back to their community. That's how they connect with, with their spiritual self. For some people, it's um, spending um, the beginning of each day in prayer or spending the beginning of each day in meditation or just being in quiet and all of those things. So again, mm-hmm. it looks different for each person, but I always encourage people to make it personal um it's a personal relationship so it shouldn't depend on anybody it shouldn't be oh this person is doing this so let me also go and do this or let me pay this person for do for them to do this for me mm-hmm. or this is how this person is playing this so i'm gonna take it like that but it's it's a personal thing that um and it doesn't have to make sense to everyone uh, right. as long as it makes sense to you mm-hmm that is fine. Um, and so it can be a means where you take care of your mental health, where maybe there are aspects of your life that how people have explaining that it feels good to know that the things that I don't have control, I could give it to an entity mm-hmm. and know that I don't have control over this and they would take care of that. Now, whether that they take care of that or not, it's not ours to, to say, oh, this person is not going to take care of this for you. But for people, it gives them that relief that, okay, I could, mm-hmm. I could give this to this person. They would answer this. They would take care of me. So I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to be stressed about it and all of that. So in terms of spirituality also, being spiritual doesn't negate seeing a therapist mm-hmm. or doing all of these things that we are talking about. <clears throat> if, you're talk- if you're taking a holistic approach, then spirituality is also a tool in your toolbox. It's not the only tool, but it's also part of the tool that you use in your toolbox mm. as well. So you can see a therapist while you're also praying, while you're also reading a holy text, while you're right. also 
going to church and uh, um, if church, you know, for some people, church gives them that sense of community, somewhere to belong to, that they go to talk to people and all of that, that you could do all of these things that um, kind of create a holistic approach, right? That you're taking care of your spiritual side, your physical side, your mental health, work on all of those things that that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love how you incorporated that it does not require mm-hmm. a third entity. This is a direct, this is a relationship mm-hmm. and a relationship does requires two. <laughs> yeah. It does not necessarily have to be done in communion with mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. It can. That's called fellowship though. Yeah. That's a different type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think we often try to put human barriers and human containers on our spirituality so that it is yeah. acceptable to others. Yeah. Or that it mirrors something mm. that is acceptable. Yeah. Without taking into account how is it actually feeding me, mm-hmm. the individual? Yeah. And what am I putting into this relationship in yeah. terms of cultivation? And how is that going to evolve as I work in this realm as well? Yeah. So thank you so much for touching on those bases. Yeah. Earlier on, you mentioned mm-hmm. technology. We talked about <laughs> our cell phones, um, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. TikTok, yeah. all the other things, all the other yeah. platforms that I have not Twitter, or I guess it's called X now. Um, all those platforms that keep us all engaged mm-hmm. at some point or the other. We're all mm-hmm. guilty. Yeah. Um, going down rabbit holes looking yes. on things and it's like yeah. wait a minute this was supposed to be a quick stop and now it's been 45 minutes later and how did I get here yeah. so definitely can be a blessing uh, and have its benefits but it also can be a curse in terms mm-hmm. of time wasting Yeah, um, definitely blurring the lines between personal and professional yeah. time uh, also between different relationships that you know, have been compromised by yeah. our use of technology. Yeah. Um, so how can in, we as individuals establish healthy boundaries mm. using our self-care techniques or balancing them against and with this hyper-connected age? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in addition to the time wasting that you've mentioned, the other thing is also the tendency to compare our life to other people. Mm-hmm. when we have no context <laughs> yes. except for that snapshot that has been filtered <laughs> has been cultivated curated uh, I know. sliced in all the ways that it's not yeah. even the real image anymore mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. you know so the tendency to compare our work our abilities our skills our relationships our looks our healing journey, our self-care yeah. practices, like all of these things that, oh, this person wakes up at 5 a.m. and they go for an hour run. Mm-hmm. What am I doing with yeah. my life? <laughs> you know? And then when maybe this person is a runner that they've been running for some time now or whatever yeah. it is, you don't, you, you don't know just their life. <laughs> you don't know their life and they don't know yours. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> just took a picture and that blurring that lines where we feel like we know people right. so much you know we're like oh i know this person they would never do this and i'm like based on what mm-hmm. like you've seen six videos of them mm-hmm. <laughs> that were clearly staged yes yeah 
And all of a sudden you're like, I know them. I know them. And Mm -hmm. so again, that discipline comes in for us that you being aware and you being in tune with yourself that how does social media make me feel about myself, about where I am in life and all of that thing. And, um, And it it may surprise people, but there are people who don't have social media and they are living a fruitful, happy life. (laughs) Potentially better than those of us who do. Yes. Because they're not caught up in the fray and the foolishness Mm -hmm. (laughs) and sometimes the absolute garbage that is social media. Yeah. And so that discipline and knowing that you can take a break and you would not miss anything. The life is, life is still going to go yeah. on. The yes. earth is still going to rotate on its axis. It actually would be more peaceful. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All of those things. All yeah. of those things. Yeah. And so just knowing that this is not the whole picture. And mm-hmm. it's it's so difficult for some people when you post a picture and let's say you get one like, and then all of a sudden your self-esteem, your self-confidence is like, nobody likes me. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, in real life, you have people that love you. Mm -hmm. And they are are maybe sitting right across the table from you, but you are like on this You're too busy on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And so knowing that you can take a break and you will be fine. The world isn't going to end when you take a break from social mm-hmm. media. Right. You're not going to miss anything. Let's say if there is an emergency that happens, there will be a way for you to know there is an emergency right. that is happening. That maybe you need to evacuate Earth and go wherever. Right. <laughs> yes. I have a feeling if there was an emergency, you're not going to get a notification via TikTok. Yes. Someone who knows you might actually pick up the phone and call you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And let you know where to be in your yes. local town. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you will not miss anything mm-hmm. on the news. Because um, no. all of these things, we are also overloading our senses mm-hmm. as well. That we are getting all this information. We don't even have time to process them. So you can take a break. You can set times. I know some of these phones have you setting timers for yourself and stuff like that. You can use it like, okay, maybe each day I'm going to spend 30 minutes on social mm-hmm. media. I know some people use it for business and all of those things. Um, I myself have taken a break from social media. Um, mm-hmm. And the longer that break goes, the more I feel like I may not um, mm-hmm. come back or the more I'm asking myself, okay, What's the point of this for me? Or why why do I even want to go back? Unless maybe to talk to mm-hmm. friends, to make connections like we made uh, with this. But sometimes I'm like, okay, what is going on? So mm-hmm. you could take a break. Um, definitely use it with discipline. Social media is a tool. So it's here to serve you and not the other way around. Right. So use it as a tool. You have control over it. Don't let social media control you as well yeah before you go to bed at least 30 minutes before you go to bed do not log on so onto social media because that's when we get wrapped up into some of these things and then we go into a rabbit hole and before you know three hours 
you are following some news that has nothing to do with it. Involving somebody's home's drama and you know, all of a sudden, you know somebody's cousin's niece, who they are married to, who they have babies. You and know? these people have no bearing on your sleep Nothing. schedule and the fact that you need to be working three hours. <laughs> but you have right. all this information and you're like, I know this person now. So before I, I suggest, you know, 30 minutes before you go to bed, just, you know, unplugging from all social media, sometimes unplugging from even TV just spending time with yourself, if it's a journal, all of those things. But let social media work for you, right. not the other way around. Let it be a tool for you. Um, this one for kids, if you have kids, um, please don't let them get on social media until about 16. Some people are saying 18 mm. before they get on there. Yeah. Um, I know that may be difficult and they may be like, oh, I want to get my friends, but really because mm-hmm. the studies are coming out into um, uh, kind of the, the kids now, they are like the test dummies mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way for social media, as bad as it seems because the, the research is not out yet, but some of the um, findings are showing how it impacts children, their self-perception, their self-esteem. So if you have kids, just making sure they are not getting on there. And also it creates a safety issue for kids as well, where right. um, people have, you know, as as much as there are great people out there in the world, there are also bad people out there in the world as well who prey on children. So making sure to keep children safe mm-hmm. and all of those things as well. So that's what I will, I will say about yeah. that. Yes, I completely agree, uh, Dr. Alice. You know, the technology that we consume before we go to bed or throughout the day even impacts our dreams, whether mm-hmm. we have yeah. a pleasant dream, yeah. whether we have nightmares. Know. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, we have to be conscious of that um, because we ask ourselves, okay, did I have this dream because I'm thinking something negative than the best of my thoughts or is it because of something I watched last night that I shouldn't be yeah, watching? Yeah, so uh, you do uh, bring up a good point about being mm-hmm. conscious about that. And ex- as far as for parents be- being conscious about the type of content that their children are watching. So those are very vital. And mm-hmm. self-care isn't a one-size-fits-all concept. Um, how can somebody identify self-care practices that aligns with their unique personality preferences and uh circumstances mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna require a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. and practicing um trying just trying things out before you rule them out before you say right. oh this isn't gonna work for me just try it out mm-hmm. um, once or twice um before you um you say it's not gonna work out for me um some of the great um, things about social media, some of the benefits, it, it opens your eyes to maybe all these things that other people are doing that you could, mm-hmm. oh, right, maybe this is available in my town. So maybe I could try this for a day or two. If it doesn't work for me, right. that's fine. Then you move on to the next thing. So it's it's really going to take um, a one size fit all. Mm-hmm. also means that what may work for me today may not work for me tomorrow. Right. And that is that is fine. That doesn't mean that there is something wrong with me or um, I have failed, but it means that it's it's not working for me anymore. So I may need to find something different. So really looking at what what works for you and 
being creative. You'd be surprised what people are doing. Um, right. Crocheting, knitting, you know, people yeah. are forming communities. Um, I know in New York there was um, a knitting group called, was it, was it like Stitch Stitch and Bitch, where people just, they stitch <laughs> and then they, they just complain about everything that's terrible. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. <laughs> That, but that's a form of therapy, and it's yes, a creative yes. form of therapy. Yeah, because sometimes you do need to vent. Yeah, I yeah. Think yeah. Like, Don't put all your stuff on somebody. No, you're not putting it on somebody, but you are getting it out of you. So exactly. it's not trapped, yes. creating yeah. other issues. But you're also therapeutically. Yeah. You are crocheting. Yeah, and hopefully crocheting something, whether it be booties, a hat, a sweater, a blanket. <laughs> but you're doing yeah. something that's going to serve somebody. I love that. I actually do. Yes, I actually do. <laughs> so there are so many things that people do that, again, you'd be surprised or they are right. taking creative ways um, of taking care of themselves that mm-hmm. you can always mm-hmm. try. Um, if it's outside your budget, don't force yourself because right. financial wellness is also part of self-care. Being financially yes. responsible um, living either within your means or below your means, you don't want you don't want financial stress on top of everything that you're um, right. going through. So, yeah. if it's something that's you know above your means, that's fine. You could just mm-hmm. let yourself know this is this is above my means. There are so many things that are also free um, right. that you can do for your self care. You don't have to live a certain kind of lifestyle to please other people mm-hmm. or in the name of self care. Yes. Or in the name of wellness. <laughs> because yeah. if you're doing it for other people, then you're not taking care of yourself. Yes. I mean, yes. it's in the name. Yes, yes. If you are literally doing this to impress or, you know, keep up with somebody yeah. else, yeah. then you have lost the aspect of self-care because mm-hmm. you're yeah. no longer taking care of yourself. Of yourself. Yes. Yeah. You're taking care of your image and trying mm-hmm. to read somebody else's. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Right? So, yeah. Being intentional, trying, trying on new things. Some of the things I mentioned some I didn't mention, but just being open, trying them out. If it doesn't work, you're like, okay, it doesn't work. All of those things, the things that also don't cost money. Right. Talking to a friend, it doesn't yeah. cost money. Mm-hmm. If you have yeah, a does. smartphone, YouTube. I love funny videos on YouTube. <laughs> and also, those. that's my thing. I would just watch it. And before I know it, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, this is so cute. Cats, dogs yeah. on YouTube, they are also great. Um, you don't have to deal with humans talking, all of those things. That's also great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also great. Um, I am a plant person, so mm-hmm. I have plants that I take care of. I know that helps with my mood and all of those things. That's also great. Um, going for a walk, being in the sun. Sometimes you have to. You could be in the sun without even going for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, you could right. just stand there. And let the mm-hmm. sun be on you, and that—that's right. it. Um, all of those things you can do uh, for yourself by trying out new things um, and knowing yourself. Self-awareness is yeah. very, very, very mm-hmm. important. So knowing yourself, knowing your abilities, your capabilities, all of that. Yeah. Well, thank you. So as we conclude this episode, can you offer some parting advice to our audience? Yeah, I would say in addition to all of the things that we've talked about, self-care is very, very, very important. And so don't wait for something to go bad or in a way, for lack of a better way, don't wait to break down before you're like, Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to take care of myself. No, right. 
do it as preventative. Do it the days that you feel good. Do mm-hmm. it the days that you don't feel good. Just, just do it every day. It shouldn't be something that you have to take a flight or you have to go somewhere to go do it. Right. <laughs> you know, that's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. everyday practices you can do, you can incorporate things that you're already doing. They are already right. self-care. Taking a lunch break, having breakfast, you know, going for a walk, making a meal for yourself, taking a shower, skincare, talking to a friend, calling people to check up on them. Uh, whether you pray, whether you meditate, you have a smartphone. There are so many apps that um, offer meditation, uh, mindfulness, right. grounding, all of those things that you could do. Setting boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. setting boundaries doesn't cost money. It doesn't mean you're mean. It doesn't mean you're rude. No, it doesn't mean all of that. Um, it means, you know, you're taking time for yourself. You're letting people know what you need and how they can relate to you. Mm-hmm. All of those things that you can do for yourself. So please, please, you are important. Um, and know that you are worthy also of taking care of yourself. And if mm-hmm. there is ever an aspect of yourself where you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm not worthy of taking care of myself then see a therapist or whatever it is see a therapist work on your self-confidence so that you could be able to take care of yourself and enjoy all the hard work that you're working so hard enjoy it yeah enjoy it well thank you so so much sorry (laughs) but thank you so much dr ellis for joining us today it was a pleasure speaking with you learning a little bit about you and we're happy that we discussed self-care but truly what encompasses outside of appearances Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. But before we leave, do you want to let our listeners know how they can connect with you? Um, You could find me on all social media. Um, Alice Mills, my every once in a while I Mm -hmm. log in. So that's fine. (laughs) Alice Mills, my um, you can find me on www.centrinwholeness.com. AliceMillsMy.com. That's also fine. Um, those, yeah, those are the places um, you could find me. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's thank, it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here with us. Until next thank time, you. everyone, have a pleasant day. Thank you so much for joining into this episode. If you found this podcast to be resourceful, click follow, share with a friend or family. Your opinion matters. So please be sure to share your thoughts in the comments below. Until next time, remember, skin health and mental wellness is an investment to oneself, as well as an act of self-care.